Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a Thursday. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai. Lots of pre-owned inventory. A great service department and sales staff and a service department that is there that will get it done for you and will also get it done for on the sales side of things whether you're looking for a newer pre-owned vehicle they're going to make sure that vehicle is right for you and it's right for your budget overall they just simply get it done and that's all at Sunbury Motors 4th Street in Sunbury Sunbury Motors Kia routes 11 and 15 in Humble's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com We'll take your questions today on Penn State as we get ready for the blue-white game. So looking forward to that. And well, you can give us a call, 1-800-795-9565. Facebook, Twitter, email, Steve Jones Show at WKOK.com. We'll... Get them for you. Two days away now from the blue-white game. So looking forward to that loaded show today and breaking that down. We got Tyler Donahue, Mark Breton, lines 24-7. Brian Tripp back with us, too, from the sidelines. So looking forward to that. And the shocking news came down during the evening last night of Bucknell grad and, of course, Hall of Fame head coach of Villanova, Jay Wright, announcing his retirement at the age of 60. Really just came out of nowhere. No one really saw this coming, especially after another good run for the Wildcats to the Elite Eight before losing to Kansas. But I guess it was, he was I guess obviously it was something that he was contemplating for a while, eventually called a team meeting last night, and then it came out that he announced his retirement, and already has a, a uh, replacement named, and that is... Uh, his former assistant coach, Kyle Neptune, who's leaving Fordham to take over at Villanova. And now Jay Wright is going to transition to a new role at Villanova, a special assistant to the president. So, 
Definitely wish Jay Wright the best of, of luck in his next endeavors. Didn't see it coming, but you know what? I get it. You know, when you're 60, he, he did he did say a while back that he didn't see himself coaching into his 70s. So, I, I get it. He's got a family. When you've been as successful as he's been, I think even the way Villanova's run ended this year, I think for him to end this way was kind of symbolic because I thought... What he did this year, Jay Wright, was one of the better coaching jobs he's done. Considering all the injuries that Villanova had overcome. And this wasn't a like great one of his greatest teams talent-wise, but this team was just so good because they were calm, they were cool, they were collected, they were fundamentally sound, and that's just the definition of what a Jay Wright team is and has always been. I mean, he's won two national championships, of course, and not only is Jay Wright going to go down as one of the best coaches in college basketball history, but he's going to go down as one of the best coaches ever in Philadelphia sports history. That's saying something of how good he was. Because there's a lot of legends, in, especially in the Big Five down in Philadelphia. And he flat out dominated the Big Five for the last several years. I mean, it wasn't even close. So congratulations to, to Jay Wright, the, the Bucknell grad, and someone, Steve, that doesn't forget his roots. We had him on here uh, several months ago, and he talked about his days with Pat Flannery and the like. So it came as a little bit of surprise, but I, I think he still went out on top. Well, I don't think it came as a little bit of a surprise. I was very surprised. I mean, it wasn't a little bit on my part. I was very surprised. A lot of stuff happens that does not surprise me. Like, okay, I'm not surprised by that. This one surprised me. And great career, no hint of anything with him ever. And we talked when he had him on the show about the seven years at Hofstra that then really set the foundation for what he did at Villanova and the great career he had there. He will end up being, if he wants to go into broadcasting, he will be tremendous at it, in my opinion. I would love to see him do that. He'd be tremendous at it. I think he'd be such a such an asset. There's an open question that does have to come into play here. There's at least a question that is worth discussion. You had Roy Williams a year ago step aside. Older, but stepped aside. Felt like they he still had something in the tank. Mike Krzyzewski, 75. He stepped aside. Jay Wright, 60. He stepped aside. So much has changed in intercollegiate athletics with the portal, name, image, and likeness. We've talked about it over and over again. It would be interesting to know, even in private conversation, if this has anything to do with making decisions to step aside now. And maybe it has nothing to do with it. Maybe it has nothing to do with it. But it is worth asking the question as to whether it does, because these are all elements and circumstances that they have to deal with now that they never had to experience before in these jobs. And each one will tell you they're all for young people getting money. Each one will tell you that they feel that 
um, a student athlete should have freedom. But it doesn't mean in terms of managing, it's easy in the management part of it. We have not seen coaches step aside in football, but we have seen now three prominent coaches step aside in basketball. Two of them older, Mike Krzyzewski, Roy Williams, and obviously a 60-year-old Jay Wright. Worthy of asking the questions, it doesn't mean that it has anything to do with the answers. But I would ask those questions. And I think it would be fair. Naturally, of course, last night, I'm getting texts from Matt, MVP, MVP, MVP. I had to point out to Matt that all the ballots were in at the end of the regular season. I'm aware. Which means your guy will lose. All right, so... um, (laughs) Here's Toronto's problem. It really is simple. When Toronto won the championship, they had obviously Kawhi Leonard, they had Kyle Lowry. Siakam was just coming into his own. They don't have a go-to guy in this team. They have a lot of good parts in Toronto, like you know OG Ananobi, who's out of Indiana. They got you know guys like that, Fred Van Fleet. I mean, they have a lot of really good, solid role players but they don't have really a couple of go-to guys when you look at it Embiid did not play well in the first half last night what five points yeah five and five in the first half not good but what he did in the third quarter really the whole second half but he got going with 18 in that third quarter no one can do that and no one can do what he pulled off last night with that shot. No one can, what do you mean no one can do No one that? right now in today's NBA can pull off what MB did last night. Take over what are you a quarter like about? he did. What are you talking about? Clay Thompson one time had 37 points in a quarter. What are you talking about? Steph Curry can't take over? Jason Tatum can't take over? But a, Come on. Talking about get, a guy his size. Don't get too carried. Jokic can't take over? He's his size. Jokic has nobody around him. Remember, Murray is out for the year. Murray's Murray is to me a better player than anybody else that outside of MB and the Sixers. I love Murray. What a player! But he tore his ACL last year. Hey, don't get carried away. You, Luka Doncic can't take over. Kevin Durant can't take over. Kevin Durant's seven feet tall, you know. They can't take over, but don't not at two hundred some pounds. I'm just saying, I, I oh. would never seen. <laughs> A guy that's like seven foot two, not can turn around jumpers in two hundred, and who's like two hundred plus pounds. Oh, for goodness sakes! Don't get carried away. He's a great player, okay? but he's not Will Chamberlain. All right, <laughs> okay. He's not even the best center to play in the history of the franchise. Okay, not Moses Malone. Now, I'm not going to say anything about Daryl Dawkins because his son Nick is, of course, going to be playing the blue-white game on Saturday. But, you know, just don't – just slow down. Just slow down. He is a great player. He is a great player. 
But guys, I just, you know, when you start looking at some of the greats in the history of the game, those are transcendent players. He's a great player. He, he, I, they ran the play I thought they would run. I was not surprised he hit the shot. I watched him hit the shot. It was great. Great. I mean, just played a great game. Great moment for him. Great second half. But, geez, don't get carried away here. What, you don't think Steph Curry can take over the game? You he can. Giannis, you don't think Giannis can take over the game? Oh, yeah, we've seen that. I'm talking about a, a guy that Embiid's, of Embiid's stature, of, of, the, of his physical ability, his is the way he's his whole physique. What do you, we haven't seen what do you it, really think, haven't seen anything like that. What do you think Giannis is a guard? I get, but God, but but Giannis is leaner than Embiid. That's that's my point. So maybe you ought to get in shape. He is in shape now. <laughs> I'm just I'm joking. It's a joke. <laughs> I mean, look, there is look. They're all built differently. I got it, but like Doncic. I mean, come on. I, I know I know it's a continued drum beating on your part that he's the MVP, the MVP, the MVP. He's gonna finish second. It's not what you want to hear. If it is, we we, sh- we should not have any more postseason awards. I'm just gonna say flat out right now. <laughs> there's only it, one play. It, it's an there's, absolute there's, joke there's, if Embiid does not win the MVP. I'm sorry. It's an it's a flat out joke to not think he's the MVP. There's only one player in the history of the NBA of 75 years to have 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 500 assists in the same season. And you're telling me he doesn't at least merit some consideration? He can have all the consideration he wants, but he's but he's but there's somebody better, and his name is Joel Hans Embiid. Yeah, when they played Denver, won. All right. Um, okay, uh, that was in Philadelphia, right? Home game, didn't win. No. Okay. Uh, you hate when I remember things. No, señor. No, señor. No, señor. Just, I don't have a vote. And you know what? You know why I have fun with these segments? I don't care. <laughs> By the way, problem for the Suns. Devin Booker, uh, grade one hamstring strain. He's not only out the next two games, he might be out the rest of the series. That's a big problem. Uh, Memphis, Minnesota tonight, series tied at one. Dallas, Utah, series tied at one. Doncic might play tonight. Golden State and Denver play tonight in Denver. Um, I think... uh, Steph Curry played 22 minutes at 34 points the other day, but he can't take over a game like Joel Embiid. Oh. No. Bingo! Oh <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> I mean, you talk about a big man that can move. Have you ever watched, I don't know, say, LeBron James? <laughs> <laughs> you, ever, you ever see him move for a big man? I may have a time or two. Yeah, but that's a big man who can move. Hit threes. You're really having a lot of trouble with this conversation, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Today's show is sponsored by our good friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf Online, at sunburymotors.com. We have uh, Tyler Donahue today, uh, Mark Brennan today, Brian Tripp today. Uh, looks like we're going to get Ike Taylor on the show next week. Uh, a former Steeler just to wet the suit's appetite. It's a perfect guess leading up to round one of the draft. Yeah, boy, two chances to pick a guy like Jalen Rager. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. You know, what Howie did was the right thing, though, by dealing one of the picks. That now balances his next two drafts. So, so in terms of, like, the structure of what they've done with the, with the draft, balancing the next two drafts was very smart on his part. That's the key is the balance of the picks, right, two this year, two next year. Very smart. Back with more in a moment. We have no – now, the next part is who do you pick? We'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Tyler Donahue, next half hour. Mark Brennan at 4.06 today, then Brian Tripp. In between, more cheerleading for Joel Embiid. <laughs> I mean, do you want me to send you some pom poms? I mean, what? I already got them. Give me an S, give me an A, give me a D. What does that spell? (laughs) That's just plain sad. By the way, James Franklin will be on the coaches show tonight, 6.05-7. Sandy Barber will also be on. And some other guy hosting it. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai, best in new inventory. Great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee, which is so important. And a fabulous service department from routine to inspections to diagnostics. They handle it all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. I feel like I've prepared you for the worst so that if Embiid wins the MVP which is exponentially more important than the NBA championship to you you'll be ecstatic and if he loses I feel like I've cushioned the blow (laughs) well the latter is correct but I still would rather an NBA title over the MVP. Let's oh, no, you know. So let, you, let's not get carried ta- away here. All, wait, 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 all you've talked about is the MVP. You never talk about the games. Oh, I mean that. I think that goes without saying. I want a championship over over him getting the no, MVP. No, but if but if a, if you deserve you, a title, then you, you deserve it. Is, it is all about the back of the jersey to you. I mean, it's just. <laughs> 
Meanwhile, your son, who I guess says the word Sixers now? Yes. I guess what Lisa brought him over to the the local church and he had to confess it. I mean, like, I don't want the kid swearing. I mean, come on. No. <laughs> yeah, Luke. Luke knows the Sixers song and everything. He has a special part when we sing the Sixers song together. And what's his special part? I'll say one, two, three, four, five, and then he'll just say Sixers. And I'll say ten, nine, eight, and then he says seventy Sixers. Hmm. Yeah. See, with certain franchises like the the Celtics, the Bulls, the Lakers, you say ten, nine, six. That includes a minimum amount of championships they've won. All right. Uh, so let's. Uh, no God! No God! No God! <laughs> you hate that I'm quick. Always are. <laughs> Bothers you, doesn't it? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> this is one of them. <laughs> All right. Chet Holmgren, by the way, declared for the NBA draft. I, I'm sure his game will translate well to the NBA. But you know what? The number of Gonzaga games I watched this year, I always thought he's really good, really good, really good, but I just didn't feel like he was the transcendent player watching him. Paolo Bancaro, you watch him, like, wow. He brings everything to the table. But different story, different day. Uh, we'll get back to the NBA a little bit later. Um, and, oh, look at this. I think it was accidentally sent to me, but it looks like the Joe LMB check sent to you cleared. All right, uh, good. Uh, so, you, sir, are my hero. Realize, I mean, you didn't realize you were on the take. All right. <laughs> Let's bring in Tyler Donahue, 247 Sports. Tyler, it's always a pleasure. Great to have you with us. Hey, good afternoon. Good to hear from you. Great to hear from you. This is always a big recruiting weekend that's uh, going to really kick into probably high gear starting tomorrow. Uh, so give us at least a couple things that you're looking for this weekend on that front. Well, I think there's a big opportunity whenever you get not just some of your top targets, but you get your commits in town and you're going to get the signees in town, the, the incoming freshmen who signed last winter, uh, you know, the group that's expanding that is going to sign next winter. Uh, and they're going to be around a bunch of players that, you know, ultimately they're going to try to find personality fits and, and establish relationships and build on things that have been done virtually. And, you know, it's well established. It's the first time that there's an event like this in Beaver Stadium in April since 2019. And so you're missing on some golden opportunities. This is really a chance for, uh, I think, Penn State not just to, to push some guys closer toward commitments, and we know those tend to pop up around the spring game, if not on the day of, maybe the, the, the few days after as guys kind of consider things. But I think it's a chance to really lay the groundwork with a bunch of the younger regional prospects we're going to get a chance to come to town. The guys are going to be sophomores or juniors on the high school field next fall. You missed out on a chance to do some of that early familiarity and rapport building with some of those in-state players or guys from Maryland, New Jersey, Virginia, kind of that recruiting Brett basket. So I think it's a chance there with 2024 and 2025 prospects to encourage them to get back to town in the summer, get back to town for a real game at Beaver Stadium, and ultimately use official visits in Happy Valley. 
Uh, what do you think having potentially fifty to 70,000 people does for a weekend like this when you have so many people there that are, quote, checking you out? Yeah, I mean, the volume of people and the weather forecast looks promising. It's a good combination at this time of year. And, and I, I think just to show up and and see the loyalty of a fan base, uh, understanding that um, for what is a glorified practice, uh, the kind of party that's going to be put on uh, by the fan base on Saturday, I, I, I don't know what the number will be of, of the turnout, but I think it's going to be a really good showing based on everything. Uh, and when you talk about a recruit coming coming into town, it's not just the player. It's mom, dad, yeah. it might be a carpool. And so you go home and you're talking about that experience. It's not just the recruit uh, solo. You spend the whole time in a caravan, maybe with some of your high school buddies, maybe with your cousins, whatever. And if you had a great time, and, and odds are you're going to have a good time if you yeah. enjoy football and you enjoy college campus, hey, it's five or six hours uh, home you could feel a certain type of way about Penn State compared to when you first got to campus. Any uh, uh, any particular individuals that are coming to town uh, that you're taking at least a long, long look at to see what their reaction is? Yeah, I think there's a, a few linebackers. One is uh, a bit more familiar with campus at this point is Tony Rojas out of Virginia. Uh, he's a guy that, that that's remained, uh, uh, you know, uh, they've remained very consistent with despite the defensive coordinator linebacker change. I think they're well positioned there with Rojas. And then there's a couple of brothers, uh, twins out of Florida, Andrew and Michael Harris, that, that are expected on campus. I think that's big when you can get guys long distance up. Uh, for an opportunity like this because we've seen it pay off with players like Zane Duran and Kevon Lee. Sometimes it takes you know, one weekend, one visit, and all of a sudden you can't shake that image of the campus out of your head. You can't shake that feeling that you had at Beaver Stadium out of your mind, and all of a sudden you're saying, I might be ready to get on a plane and, and go 1,200 miles away from home for college. And, and then I, I think you look at 2024 class because there's going to be a bunch of those players and a bunch of them who already have Penn State offers, the rising high school juniors. Quinton Martin, you know, if you're following Pennsylvania high school football, you're probably already well aware of this kid. Uh, He's out of Western Pennsylvania, and and I think we've had him labeled as an athlete. He may very well be that next five-star running back in the state of Pennsylvania. They just signed one in Nick Singleton. They've got a great history of keeping those kind of kids home. And so getting Quinton Martin back to campus and and building on what they've already established, the bond with him and his family, I think that's going to be important every single time uh, he heads to town. All right, so let's now transition to this year's team. What are you looking for, Tyler, uh, on Saturday? What's on your checklist of what you want to look at since it's an opportunity to see all of it in front of you instead of maybe just a couple of segments in in a weekly practice? Sure, yeah. You, you know that we get our peaks at weekly practice for 15 to 20 minutes. It's, it's special teams. It's ball security for the most part. I, you know, I want to see some 11-on-11 11 11 reps. I know there's going to be some thud tempo, but there will be some live action. So why not peel back the curtain on a couple of these freshmen that everyone keeps telling us about? Zane Durant on the defensive front and Nick Singleton at running back. I know they brought in a, a really strong group of freshmen overall, and, and they're across the field, but those are the two names that you talk to coaches, you talk to people in the building, you talk to, to – any of these players on the record, they are not shying away from from really praising these guys who are, what, three months into their mm-hmm. college careers. Right. So, hey, are they going to go out and, 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 you know, become All-Americans at the college level because they go have a good game at Beaver Stadium to finish off spring ball? No. But, hey, you if you send 70,000 people home and they just saw Nick Singleton dash 80 yards for a touchdown or they just saw Zane Durant repeatedly blow up the offensive backfield, 
there's a little bit more of a tangible buzz about some new faces on this team. I think there's a little fatigue with some of the familiar names with the team, I think with the starting quarterback, and I think it's good for there to be some fresh names, and we're hearing about them. This is really that chance to flash, and, and I'll throw in newcomer Mitchell Tinsley. I think it's important yeah. for him if, to really step up and, and kind of make that seamless transition. It sounds like he is well-positioned to do so. I'm very high on Malik Mega and the tantalizing talent that he has, but I think if you're trying to look at a kind of that high-floor guy who can step up with Jahan Dotson gone, Mitchell Tinsley seems to fit that bill. So, you know, you want to see him out there working with the quarterbacks as well. You referenced the quarterbacks. So over a couple of hours, you'll see uh, good pieces of Christian Veyu, Bo Prabula, and uh, Drew Aller. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, look, it's two hours on a Saturday afternoon in April. But what will you be looking for pro and con just as a foundational moment? Yeah, um, I think body language is going to be interesting to watch in the quarterback position. How are they kind of dictating to their teammates when they're trying to get things coordinated pre-snap? Um, how are they communicating with Mike Yersich and with Sean Clifford? I fully expect Sean Clifford to be an observer for much of the action on Saturday, and I think that he'll be an extension of the coaching staff and, and kind of trying to help these guys along. I do think Christian Veyu is a bit of a forgotten man when people look at this Penn State roster and talk about potential impact players and people who can really compete. I, I'm higher on Christian Veyu than others, but I know that's because a lot of people want to skip right on down to, to number 15, <laughs> Drew Aller. And, and, I mean, he popped off the field. We've, we've seen him out there, six foot five, 230-plus pounds. He's every bit of that. Um, you know, got to know him a little bit during his recruitment. And he's one guy that we haven't really seen go up against live bullets. Um, so uh, that's something that I'm really curious about. We've, we've heard some good thing about playmakers emerging in this Penn State defense. I know that Drew has a lot of trust in his arm, and, and Jair Brown last night was raving about Drew Aller's arm. But you got to understand when to not take that chance and, and understand you're not throwing the ball downfield on Ohio, uh, Ohio high school football field. So I want to see a bit of his decision-making and, and how that, that kind of checks out. But, I mean, it's going to be really fun. It's going to be fun. It's in a much healthier position overall in that quarterback room, certainly, than it was last spring. Uh, but I think people are, are going to come away from this one and, and probably remind themselves, get a little bit of a refresher, that Christian Bayou belongs at this level of football, and he's not necessarily going to step aside without putting up his own fight. Yeah, I think the, the coaches realize that as well. Uh, <laughs> what When you saw Bayou last year in the brief time that you've seen him, so far what kind of improvement have you at least been able to witness even though you haven't seen obviously a lot of the quarterback drills and things like that yeah well, i think he's always been um a better athlete than giving credit for yes. even at the high school level so you look at the testing numbers that he produced and, and and just watch the way he played football in the high school field and moved around uh but i think really you wanted to know what was his demeanor like making the transition from you know a, a high level of high school football at the bullet school but he didn't have a senior season so he's sitting at home for a full year you're away from that locker room you're away from leading the team into the into the game and i think that's one thing that i've heard on Christian repeatedly, especially this spring, is he has a control about him when he's operating with this offense. Uh, you know, it's not Sean Clifford, the leader, the, the fourth-year team captain, uh, and, then a, and then a huge gap. And it sounds like Christian has made up some ground in a guy who is fueling this offense on the practice field. So I, I think that is a really important step forward uh, to have that presence. I think that, that that was a big question mark for me this time last year. Did they have any kind of quarterback presence behind Sean Clifford? Those two freshmen, very high on them, but I still think we have a ways to go to figure out that 
Christian showed it a bit in that Rutgers game last year. I think this guy has a bit of boxy to him as well. Um, so there's a lot to like about, about Christian Veyu, and I think considering he had his senior season wiped off the board you know, and, and kind of how his international recruitment played out and some of the restrictions that were in place with COVID, he was further along and further ahead of schedule, I think, coming out of 2021 than I anticipated. Penn State can play as many as – I don't know, 18 to 24 players on defense during the course of a given afternoon uh, because, you know, they want to keep people fresh. One of the moves that they made was Zaki Wheatley from corner to safety. How interested are you to see how that plays out in watching him on Saturday? Sure sounds like a genius move <laughs> so far. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, we've gotten a, a glances at, at Zaki mostly in drill work at safety. And, I mean, the, the, the length with him has always been a, a major asset going back to his recruitment. But I think what we continue to hear is he's become a bit of a vacuum with the football. I mean, he was an exceptional offensive talent at the high school level. I think he warranted power five attention for what he could do with the ball in his hands. But uh, at safety, it certainly sounds like he is every bit involved to start alongside Jair Brown. Now, they're not going to name a starter at that position, I would imagine, until very late in August. Um, but I think Zaki Wheatley, uh, takeaways leader, uh, we got that confirmed yesterday thus far this spring. Um, so I, I think that says a lot. Not only to, you know, it, it's one thing to look comfortable at a position when you transition to it. And I know Keaton Ellis, you know, had some some moments of, of uncomfortable uh, moments last year in his first semester at, mm -hmm. at safety. But in this situation, it's not just he's comfortable. He is out there thriving, and he seems to be impacting what the offense can do. Uh, so for a guy to be uh, you know, already operating at that kind of speed and with that kind of instincts at a new position, uh, Anthony Poindexter has something special brewing in that safety room right now, and that says a lot considering they just lost an All-American. Right, exactly. I just talked about that All-American on a New York Giant shows. On, um, mm. The... Uh, I'll wrap up with this. Uh, I believe uh, James was asked about P.J. Mustafer on Wednesday night. Uh, yep. what, what does it say about the progress he's made, and what can that mean, not just as the player on the field, but also one of the leaders to have him back in the mix once they get going with training camp? Yeah, I think I think uh, PJ Mustafer is yeah, uh, arguably the heart and soul of this locker room. There's a few guys in the conversation, but he's right there. That hasn't changed with him being sidelined. But you know, the way the way James Franklin phrased it was that uh, his understanding is PJ is ahead of schedule in his recovery from that injury last October. Um, you know, that's always good to hear. The one thing he also wanted to add there is they've been conservative with their approach and and getting him. I think that the goal has to be get him in the healthiest position to. You know, probably maybe initially start with a rep count but in August, but where he can be a full go in August. Now, uh, we've seen him out there maneuvering. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. he, he is his usual jovial self. He, yes. looks, he looks great, um, and, and I can't wait to see him in action. But, yeah, he – I mean, it's unfortunate what happened last year because he very may well have been on his way to an All-American kind of season and, and, and a may, maybe – being talked about in a, in a different light for this NFL draft, but I still think he's got a great launch pad ahead of him. Um, and, and they are really, I mean, between him and Jair Brown, both being back on campus, uh, they lost a lot of defensive talent, but those are two linchpin personalities. And I know PJ has been right there every step of the way in the film room as these guys break down practice, been a good asset for Zane Durant. So it's good to hear that he's progressing well. And, and yeah, it's, it's been Good progress in a lot of injury fronts. I mean, it's it's unfortunate about Zariah Fisher, but uh, you know, Adiza Isaac, Salim Wormley getting a lot of valuable reps right now. Guys that they they would have loved to have had in 2021. 
Absolute pleasure, Tyler. Thanks so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Talk to you soon. Tyler Donahue, two four seven Sports. I. This has nothing to do with your team being involved. All right. All right. I'll preface it with that. But Miguel Cabrera has 2,999 hits in his career. He is one hit away from becoming the seventh player in the history of Major League Baseball with 3,000 hits and 500 home runs. In the bottom of the eighth inning today, the Tigers are winning three to nothing. Austin Meadows doubles, and this is in Detroit. And Cabrera comes to the plate. And the Yankees intentionally walked him. I saw. Now, I know. Now, now, did it pay off in a double play? Yes. Okay. So, Andrew, so strategically, yes. But all those people paid for to come out today, and the vast majority somewhere in there paid to watch him take a shot at it. What is wrong with what's going on in baseball? And that's one of them. They, everything is a mathematical equation and probability. Just let him hit. He's 0 for 3 with two strikeouts in the game. What do you think the odds are that maybe he gets up there and he strikes out? He's not having a great day. I know he had three hits last night. I know he's hitting 308. But... All these people, you're in an entertainment business. All they, they showed up to watch him hit, and they intentionally walked him? Ah, I just, there's so much wrong with how the game is played right now. So much. And I realize it paid off. They got a double play, and then the Yankees went 1-2-3 in the, in the top of the ninth inning and lost 3 nothing. But my goodness. It's just another example of just nobody understanding the moment. Nobody understanding the moment. You know, give people what they pay for, for goodness sakes. All right. We'll come back more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6.30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Mm. Out of auto repair.